0: This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host,
1: Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host,
0: Carl Valeri. Welcome to the show where we inspire you to follow your dream. I am Carl Valeri, your host today, and joining me today is somebody who has an exciting career, and helps many people realize their career goals. Goliath is an airline pilot and recruiter with ExpressJet Airlines, he's a lieutenant with the United States Coast Guard and a recruiter, and also another thing he's a Southeast Regional Director for the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals. Goliath has had a truly blessed life and is more than willing to help others create a successful career. As you can tell, Goliath has much to share with us on a variety of topics. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Goliath. It's great to have you here.
1: Well, thank you, Carl. I appreciate your uh, uh, your effort that you put forward to the um, uh, aviators out in the uh, in the uh, uh, country as well as the throughout the uh, throughout the world. And I appreciated the uh, time that we spent in the cockpit. You are a phenomenal captain to fly with, and uh, thank you for the words of wisdom that you. Uh, uh, gave me back when we flew uh, a couple of times actually.
0: Wow, you know I, I appreciate that. Uh, they're they're very kind. We had a wonderful time together flying and and uh, you know since then, uh, Goliath you you have like me have uh, really moved forward and uh, have a wonderful time helping people. This is uh, a really uh, both of us are are you know. We're very similar in that we love to help other people move forward, and uh, I, this is going to be exciting to have you on. Goliath and I, you know, like he said, I was going to give you a full disclosure. We've known each other for quite some time now, and uh, this has been awesome that we've been able to get together. As a matter of fact, interestingly enough, we we actually met recently. I was out at uh, NIFA, the Na- National Intercollegiate Flight Association, at the regional competition at Embry-Riddle, and you actually happened to be there. I forget, uh, what was it you were doing on campus? You, you were doing something in aviation.
1: Correct. Uh, when I was down in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida for the Embry-Riddle campus, uh, I was working with my uh, airline for one of our pathway programs with one of our major partners, and uh, we were there conducting uh, interviews for uh, these uh, motivated and bright young students of Embry-Riddle University, uh, Aeronautical University. And uh, we were there essentially for uh, that kind of uh, program. It's called the ExpressJet uh, JetBlue Airways Gateway Program. Cool. And that's what we were down there for.
0: Awesome. And we're going to get a little bit into that later. Uh, We have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to wind up having you back on uh, more than once because you are so involved in so many different things. Uh, But, Goliath, tell us a a little bit about what you have done with your career in the past and and what really got you into this whole aviating thing, because you really are passionate about it.
1: Absolutely. You know, Carl, When uh, I'm one of those pilots that was blessed enough to not be – Uh, constricted to one area Uh, in fact when I was born I was actually born in Ethiopia which is on the Horn of Africa and my first flight experience was in a 737 300 at that time is for Ethiopian Airlines it was one of the uh, newest aircraft and I flew on one of those airplanes and I actually got a chance to sit in the cockpit in flight and I had a picture and my mom still has it to this day of me sitting in a 737 wearing a pilot's hat and I believe I was about three and a half to four years old at that time, and that's what it you know essentially exposed me to aviation. I had that bug since then. Uh, that was in the early '80s, um, and I came to the United States, and I continued that that uh, passion going. And when I came to the United States, I actually got a chance to fly on a, fly on a United uh, United Airlines flight from um, Europe to uh, Washington Dulles. Uh, that was my first U.S. U.S. carrier. Uh, flight that I was on and the pilots there, uh, took the time to actually talk to me and, you know, it kind of kept the, um, the passion going for me. And ever since then, I've always been involved in, uh, the aviation world and more specifically the airline industry. Uh, I've always had that desire to be in this world. And when I, uh, got a chance to, uh, graduate from college, uh, excuse me, when I uh, got a chance to graduate from high school and uh, look forward to college, I looked at, a uh, couple of schools. The school that fit my needs at that time was a small school in southern Virginia called Averett University. Uh, I was there for about three years. Uh, initially, I went to uh, George Mason University to uh, finish my general education uh, classes, and I transferred down to Averett University, where I uh, attained my private instrument commercial, CFI, double I, MEI, and um, at, at the conclusion of that, I uh, worked as a flight instructor for two years in my went on to the airlines and I've been at express jet uh airlines since 2007.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a great story. You know, I tell you what, you, that is a great testament to many things. Uh one of the things of course is is your uh inspiration and also uh the fact that you 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 watch things uh, and you follow through with things. That was really really uh Horrific that you did that, and you went from one step to the next. Also, it's a testament to those pilots. I mean, I think as pilots we forget sometimes how excited some of the younger folks are, or just anybody is. And the fact that, that people took the time to talk to you and have you come up to the cockpit and say hi to you or in the terminal talk to you is really important. And that's a note I'd like all of you that are listening to to think about. You know, when you're out there, no matter what you're doing as a flight instructor, you're an airline pilot, if you see somebody looking and looking in wonderment or they're just curious, make sure you go up to them and say hi and, and ask them, hey, you have any questions? Do you want to see the cockpit? That is so exciting. I mean, I'm sure, Goliath, you've had so many chances to do that yourself.
1: Absolutely. And it's by far one of the best uh Moments in your career uh, when you talk to a young uh, boys and girls that are truly interested in the in the aviation community, and they actually want to learn and they want to get to talk to you. They, you know, they're coming to the cockpit. They're coming up to you to actually want to get to know you. They want to get to know the industry. So if you can take two minutes out of your uh, time and spend that effort uh, to basically to impart a good amount of wisdom onto these kids, they're uh, they're, they're yours to you know to uh, give them any type of knowledge that you want them to uh, to get. Whether it's airline flying, general aviation flying, military flying, even space. You know, in fact, I'm working with one of the young ladies that I've met a while back that really wants to be an astronaut. And to me, now I have no experience in space flying, but you know, we talked a little bit about aviation in terms of airline world. And, you know, just from digging, uh, I figured out, hey, she really wants to be an astronaut and she wants to do it through the military. And uh, basically that's how I got to know her and that's uh, what we've worked through in the past.
0: And one of the things that is interesting is you get to meet all these people because of the many things that you do. Uh, you're you're involved in so many different organizations. So let's uh, talk a little bit about those organizations. One of the ones that I, I think is really cool Uh, And I have a lot of questions about Because I'm not really involved I'm kind of on the periphery uh, I know about their scholarships but it's an organization that helps a lot of people, that a, a lot of minorities and it's called the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals and I love how they changed their name to Aerospace Professionals because it's not just about, it used to be about pilots it's about all aerospace professionals and that's something that's important to us at, at Aviation Careers Podcast is that you'll go into something you love where it's an engineer you want to be, be in space, flying, etc. The OBAP, a lot of people use that term uh, for the organization of black aerospace professionals is a wonderful organization does a lot but if you could tell us a little bit about maybe if you could tell us shortly about their history but also what are the what are the type of things some of the key things that obap does for the pilot and the inspiring pilot
1: Sure, and um, it, it, the one thing I do appreciate about Obap is the the principle, and I guess you want to, if you want to call it a motto, is the cre- uh, cradle to career concept. Basically, to inspire young um, men and women from the start and see them through where they want to end up in their career. Uh, I did not know about Obap until 2007, but uh, I actually got exposed to Obap through. A Tuskegee Airman, and that Tuskegee Airman was the first black pilot I met in the United States. Um, and this is kind of more of a an indictment of my laziness, I guess, as a as a young man. Uh, in addition to that, you know, internet wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Uh, but that Tuskegee Airman is the person that uh, exposed me to Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals. And the organization essentially tries to expose and bring forward uh, the idea and the uh, the career of aerospace, um, it, whether it's being a pilot, uh, mechanic, dispatcher, if you want to be an astronaut, if you want to be a flight attendant, any of that stuff that's in the aviation industry – they want to bring forward so that you are exposed to it, and that's what the, that's what the organization does. And the organization does it through several, um, uh, I guess, um, several methods. One of the methods is scholarship, which is basically taking some of the financial burden off of you, uh, so you can actually concentrate on making your your. Uh, career a little bit easier uh, by taking that financial strain away from you. And the other thing is, you know, through the exposure, like solo flight academies, the Project Aerospace Academy, ACE camps, all of those serve a purpose to uh, expose young men and women to the industry.
0: Now, all these programs, we could we could spend a long time discussing each of those programs because they, uh, I'd like people to realize these are some pretty well-defined and robust uh, different programs within OBAP. I mean, we're, we're talking really big. I mean, huge. I mean, some of these are, are uh, like, for instance, the uh, the things that you have as far as the ACE program, that's a lot mm-hmm. bigger than I realized. I and mean, that's all over. That's incredible. Absolutely.
1: And that's throughout the entire country, plus some of the islands. Uh, basically, the program put is put together. Take, to, for example, in Houston, uh, the one I'm a uh, member of, uh, we uh, we host that event during the summertime. And these kids are exposed to different types of the aviation industry. It's not just about being a pilot. There's several aspects to the airline world or the aviation community that make uh, the industry, you know, have a consistent, safe, reliable operation in the United States. And uh, through the organization, the students are exposed to whether it's uh, ramp tower operators, TSA. Um, uh, members, airport executives, airport uh, design members, all of those come together. For example, in the industry of airline aviation, without the TSA, the airplanes are not going to be able to uh, to operate safely because nobody's going to be able to um I guess vet the customers that are going to be on board the airplanes. So those those people play a significant role, and there's a role for anybody who is interested in aviation safety, security. For those guys to be interested, or excuse me, to be um uh, to be exposed to those individuals who are uh, big players in that field. So that's what the organization tries to do through these ACE camps: is expose to uh, the students as many people as we can. That can make an impact in the future of their um, in the future of their career,
0: and and you really are making a huge impact. Um, going back to to Obap and and its objectives, I, I know that one of the major things they're trying to do is increase uh, minority participation in aviation, everything aerospace, you know, training, and et cetera. Um, what what is uh, and I didn't get any statistics, and I wanted to before I could come here. Maybe you could speak a little bit towards there. Um, as far as in the minorities and moving into the aviation career, have we seen a growth in the in the number of minorities in aviation and aerospace?
1: I would say yes, uh, but it's still not ef- effectively a good number. Uh, the organization, um, specifically OBAP, has done a significant amount of work to expose young men and women in the. Uh, community uh, to to be interested in the field. In fact, uh, this is the first year in Obap's history that we've had two of our uh, of our um, biggest representatives of the organization be uh, women. Uh, so uh, these these women are the pillars of the organization. Uh, Vanessa Jamison, who is our president of Obap, and Carol Hobson, uh, who is Uh, Also, actually, uh, coincidentally, she's an express pilot as well. Uh, So uh, these women play a significant role in the industry, and both of them happen to be black women. Uh, They're extremely, extremely driven driven women, and they've made significant strides for the organization. Uh, OBAP itself has been trying to uh, uh, further the industry by concentrating on STEM field for the young young men and women that we uh, interact with, whether it's through the ACE Academy, uh, Solar Flight Academy, Project Aerospace, uh, all of those uh, organizations, we're pushing STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math uh, to the to the students. So uh, yes, in a way, the organization has played a significant role. Uh, and you know, the role that the organization plays is not necessarily uh, something that you'll see right away. It takes a little bit of time uh, because obviously the students have to be able to graduate from high school, college, and then that's when you'll see the return in your investment. So it's a long-term investment, and I'm confident that you'll see a significant return on the investment for the organization. And you know it's going to be a positive uh, change for the industry in general.
0: Oh, yeah, and I, I think one of the things that's really cool is that we do, we do have an un, underrepresented uh, portion of minorities in certain professions. Uh, you're looking at uh, airline pilots, engineers, scientists, etc., but it's growing, and, and that's great. And I think that, that's a testament to what OBAP has done. I mean, there's more to, to be done, but uh, one of the things that excites me the most about OBAP, actually, for me personally, is the fact that they actually have community outreaches outreach into areas— where there's many challenges amongst them, the uh, the people that they're looking towards to move into these careers, both financially or educationally. And, and one of the things that I love is the fact that, and you can talk a little bit about this because I think you have some experience, is that you don't... You don't just go into, you know, you go everywhere. You don't you don't go into the real easy areas. You go into those tough areas where there's high dropout rates, where it's tough to motivate people, and it's really cool that you bring along pilots and engineers and, and all these people in uniform, et cetera. That that will come in and motivate these people who felt felt like maybe they don't have a chance. You know, I get a chance to work with those people, and it's wonderful to see somebody in that crowd light up and say, hey, yes, I can. So tell us a, a little bit about your experiences there. I know you have maybe one or two stories of some of these communities that you've been able to go in and, and, and do some outreach.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Carl, the uh, biggest challenge for uh, for students is not necessarily uh, their willingness to want to join the industry. It's just that they're not exposed to the aviation industry. This is one of those fields that is not necessarily a common thing for people to think about. If you go to high schools, a lot of people are exposed to doctors, lawyers, you know, and especially in the immigrant community. And I can speak for, uh, at least from my experience, you know, when you're talking to your family, the first career that comes to their mind is you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, you need to be an engineer, uh, however, the aviation community is the least um, interesting career that they can think about. Uh, it's not because the jobs themselves are not interesting; it's just that they're not exposed to. So, um, what I would do is, if I do go to schools specifically, you know, like you said, where the dropout rates are significantly higher than the the average uh, dropout rate for a uh, for a given city, what I do talk about is. Hey, this is a job that actually gives you the ability to travel the world. Um, and if you're looking at the aerospace in general aspect of the career, this is a job that allows you maybe a, one day to travel the space. It, you know, if, if your imagination is stuck to one city, you're never going to leave that city. But if you're willing to dream, you can actually travel the world and someday you might be one of our representatives for this great nation of ours to go through mars or any other planet that we can you know foresee going to in the future so these are these kids are our future and basically what I do tell them is that hey i'm the, i might be the first person that you've met in this industry but you can be the second person that you know you can take that that baton, so to speak, and run with it and pass that baton to somebody else that's behind you. And you can uh, explain to them, I met my first black pilot when I was a high school student. And then, you know, maybe 10, 15 years down the road, they would be that pilot or they can be that airline executive. They can be that dispatcher. They can be that mechanic uh, to to go to the schools and say, hey, I was sitting in your seats, you know, in 10th grade 15 years ago. Uh, you know, I might have been failing in the tenth grade, but I've turned my life around, and I have become a significant contributor to this industry in a positive way. And you know, for a lot of these kids, all it takes is just uh, a little bit of uh, motivation and just seeing somebody that looks like them or somebody that has come from the same type of experience that they've come from.
0: Interesting that uh, a lot of people that do come here to this country, immigrants, you know, my my father was an immigrant to this nation, never talked about aviation, never exposed. I think that's that's a, that's great that you're doing that because, like you said, all they think about is is doctors and lawyers; those are the professionals they see, and they don't really they aren't exposed to aviation. And that's one of those things that I think is so cool about what you do uh, is going out there and trying to identify those areas that that don't have that exposure. Really, it's interesting. There are communities out there that they know a lot of airline pilots, but there's a lot of communities that, you know, they don't even dream of it, and they don't know how to become exposed to it and don't know what to do. And uh, one of the neat things is hearing people's stories about how they've actually heard about, you know, through OBAP how they heard about this career and they've gone on and become pilots and that is so neat that they do that. So it's very commendable. I think what you're doing is wonderful uh, and I, one of the things that I also think is cool is the fact it's, the OBAP is actually a, a pretty big, has a large tent, I like to, to say. It, they you As far as membership in, in the organization of, of Black Aerospace Professionals, they're open to everybody and that's something I'd love you to talk about is a little bit about they have job fairs and, and they do reach out to the youth and and you know cradle to career concept i think is uh, is great but how about the individual who's already involved in a career right now uh say they're not a minority how can they become involved can they go to some of the events
1: absolutely and you know you don't have to be a minority to participate in fact i have uh known several uh friends of mine several uh dedicated members of obap that are not minorities uh, I can think of one individual uh, right at the top of my head that works actually in the same company that you work at, Carl. Uh, and he plays an integral role in the organization and how it uh, how it functions. Uh, you really don't have to be a minority to be a part of the organization. It's all about inspiring youth. Um, and anybody can inspire youth, especially uh, at the young age. Those individuals, those students are um, so colorblind. Um, if you're able to portray a positive image and a positive light in this industry and in this career, um, you know, the aerospace community, I'm sure, can welcome anybody, uh, and OBAP uh, certainly does that.
0: So for somebody who's looking to help out, they can also even donate to OBAP, or even if they don't want to get involved, uh, say, for instance, myself, I, I just want to help, you can actually help the organization, you can donate, you can also become a member and and keep involved and stay in touch with what's happening. Uh, and maybe someday you might want to get involved in an event Because uh, they're always looking for people I know that And they also have some amazing events Which I, I, w- I would love to talk about I I will say one thing Everybody I talk to that's been to the events And the career fairs that uh, OBAP has put on Has been incredibly impressed uh, They really do a bang up job it, can you maybe talk a little bit about what that is, what those career fairs are, and you know maybe a little bit about when they do them and 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 why they do them and for which organizations? Is it just uh, airline pilots, or are there other career opportunities?
1: The, uh, the career opportunities through OBAp are. Predominantly, yes, they're airline related. However, there are several companies that show up, including uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about later today, which is a Coast Guard. Uh, the Coast Guard was at the last job fair that OBAP held uh, in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the organization has two career fairs. Uh, there's a spring career fair and then there's a summer career fair. Um, it, it usually travels the entire country for the summer and the spring one is typically in Las Vegas. Um, so the Las Vegas one, um, basically it's supposed to, um, prepare you for bigger things to come. Uh, these, the summer one tends to be the biggest one. Um, so the career fairs are essentially, uh, expose you to the companies that are out there. For example, if you really want to go talk to one of the three major airlines, they're all going to be there. If you want to go talk to one of the low-cost carriers, they'll be there. Uh, if you want to talk to the cargo companies, they'll be there. Uh, so it's an opportunity for you to get face-to-face to, uh, to speak with those individuals who are in the hiring departments of those organizations. Uh, and it kind of you know, allows you to, to uh, have a much more personal time to maybe to explain something that you want them to know about you Uh, If you're doing something, you know, incredible like what you are doing, Carl, uh, you can say, hey, I have this um, uh, podcast that I'm doing that I reach out to students. Um, You might not necessarily be looking for a job, but you want them to be exposed to it and somehow, you know, you want the connection with United, Delta, American, whoever the airline is that you want to talk to – uh, those guys, you know, will be there to hear you out. So it's a good opportunity for you to network. And more importantly, maybe you can bring a young uh, student to the organization and say, hey, these are all people that you can reach out to. This is a large network for you to, to, um, to reach out to and say, uh, maybe you're working on your flight instructor license. If you're struggling on that, there is several people here that have their flight instructor license. You can make that connection Maybe that person could be uh, the key that allows you to unlock where you're struggling in. So it's it's one of those opportunities for you, not necessarily to just get a job, but for you to network and maybe help others out in different aspects of the aviation community. Whether it's maybe finding a job, but you know if it's something about um, exposing young men and women to the industry, that might be a, a good um, outlet for you to do though uh, to do, to do so.
0: Yeah there's there's a lot of um and I think one of the things that's really important that you're saying too there's a lot of opportunities to grow and there's a lot of uh mentorships available uh when you go to these events it's not just about trying to find a job that day you will find more information uh, than you realize. I've actually not been to one of the events. Everybody asks me, are you going to be at this event? And it just doesn't seem like it, it happens for me. But every time I hear back from those same people, they say, man, I've learned so much. I should actually get a booth there one day. Uh, but one of the things that you brought up, and that's bringing a, uh, somebody to one of those events or getting a youth involved, etc. One thing that I would like to inspire people to do uh, is to go out and think about this. It's Christmas time, right? And what better gift to give somebody than the gift of a lifetime and a career? And, and whenever you're looking at giving somebody a gift, I would love to see somebody, and I do this, is to give a, a membership to an organization that will help them. And that organization today I'd love to promote is the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals. So if you're thinking about giving a gift, no matter who it is, no matter what the background, think about OBAP because there are so many different things that are in there. It's inspirational. It's educational, and it's going to help you with your career. So I really think it's a wonderful organization, and I think everybody should join it. So uh, so do the same like I do. Uh, you know, give the gift of of uh, career and give them a, a membership in OBAP. Uh I th- I hope you'll agree with that. Goliath. <laughs> I,
1: I I couldn't agree. I couldn't have said it any better, Carl. Uh, I would do. I would encourage everybody to do the same. Uh, It's a phenomenal organization, um, and it does a significant amount of work for uh, the youth in America. Uh, In fact, if you do donate towards the membership uh, cost of the organization uh, for students to be part of the membership, um, and I can kind of talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about the scholarships that the organization puts forward. Uh, Your dues and all that stuff go towards the scholarship uh, opportunities that the organization puts forward. In fact, in 2015, uh, the organization uh, gave out nearly $300,000 in scholarships, and that's about 44 scholarships that were available for students to attain. Uh, that's a significant amount of number for uh, you know that allows students to uh, to basically chase their dreams. Uh, so that's that's a it's a big accomplishment for a small organization uh in the grand scheme of things because uh membership the membership of the organization drives the success rate that you see in the future so uh yeah nearly three hundred thousand dollars is a is a big accomplishment um and in addition to the scholarships that you know that are offered to students. The membership also offers uh, a few um, type rating scholarships. One that comes to mind for me is uh, the Delta Airlines triple seven uh, Boeing seven 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 scholarship, as well as the American airlines seven thirty seven scholarship. So those are geared towards um, more importantly, those that are in the the regional slash the um, uh, maybe the corporate aviation community. Uh, That allows them to, you know, to basically to uh, further their career by giving them an opportunity to grow by learning a new type of aircraft. So it's not just uh, helping out uh, young men and women. This also helps out um, the individuals that are in the regional airline industry or the uh, corporate world industry. I guess even maybe the uh, low-cost carrier industry where they're able to uh, get an experience in a large aircraft category. Uh, large aircraft uh, type rating uh, which basically makes you become a better uh, aviator um, in general and uh, you can serve the public in a different way uh, even if you're flying a regional jet uh, on top of that there are several other scholarships that are available for uh, for those that are uh, you know looking forward towards uh, different types of education um, I know um, uh, UPS has a maybe the uh, about a year ago actually i guess last year uh, the last- co- the last conference u p s handed out a stem um scholarship that was worth a thousand dollars There's two of those that, that I can remember uh u p s also had a dispatcher and uh, maintenance scholarship each one of the, each one of those was a two thousand dollar scholarship um so th- there's several scholarships out there that are geared towards ensuring that um Individuals that are interested in the aerospace community are able to uh, attain their goal in, in a much more efficient and hopefully less stressful way because you're not worried about the biggest barrier to entry in this industry, which is money.
0: It's a huge uh, barrier for, for entry, and that's one of the reasons we have the, the Aerospace Scholarships uh, Guide on our website. And uh, you know, just to mention one more, one of uh, our favorites. It's the one that we have on our website: the Dwayne Moore Scholarship. And uh, you know, Dwayne Moore was a pilot. Uh, he actually flew for UPS, and uh, he uh, you know uh, passed away. But uh, this is in his honor. This scholarship, and it's really cool. It's not it's not a triple seven. It's not seven thirty seven, but it's actually a few thousand dollars that helps somebody that's graduating or close to graduating in the in the uh, in a flight academy and uh, wants to actually. You know be, move forward with a rating and uh, there's certain things it's a graduating high school senior that type of thing that that really uh, and there's a there's a whole description on our website but what's neat is it's not just somebody who's they have scholarships the point I'm trying to make is they have scholarships in a wide range from from the high school senior graduating to the to the high school student all the way up to the person that wants to get the type rating like you mentioned I think that's really, really cool that they have so many different types of scholarships I'm very excited about that uh, and of course, you can go to aerospace scholarships com to find those also on obap 's website, you can find their scholarships. normally, what happens by the way, uh, just in general as an aside uh, when you 're looking at scholarships on most websites, they usually pull down the scholarships. Uh, once they've given them for the year, and then they bring them back up. What we do with the scholarships guide is we, we put the scholarships out in the guide, the actual description. Uh, the links to the applications don't usually work until the scholarship is open, and what we try to do is tell you when that scholarship window does open. To give you an, you know, just a heads up as to what's going to happen, because just like all the other organizations, you, you may not know that those scholarships are there because they're not on the website right now, and the full description's not there. So just, definitely check that out. Uh, and there is a, as far as aerospace scholarships on our website, you can actually see the directory to get an idea of what's out there. But uh, really cool stuff that OBAP does. I mean, we we could actually talk for hours uh, about OBAP and all the different things that are involved. As a matter of fact, we could, all the different sections of OBAP and the AIDS program, et cetera, I'd love to have people come on and talk a little bit about that. And uh, there's some very inspirational people. But like I said, we we only have an hour, so Goliath. I knew I knew we could make a, a five-hour show out of this. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I one of the things though you mentioned uh, in Obap is they they open your eyes to other career opportunities in different uh, fields that you wouldn't think of. Uh, one of them and that I never had even considered, and I know a few people now that are involved. Obviously, is actually in the Coast Guard. And you actually now have a career in the Coast Guard, and you help out in the recruiting uh, of people in the Coast Guard. It's, I'm curious, how in the world did you find out about that?
1: I I learned a little bit about the Coast Guard from actually a friend of mine whose uh, father was a uh, boatswain's mate. Uh, at the time, he was a chief boatswain's mate um, for the Coast Guard. We call him a BMC. Um, and I was... You know, full throttle, all about wanting to go to the Air Force. I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. I wanted to be an Air Force officer uh, until I met uh, this inspiring uh, chief. And and he told me a little bit about the Coast Guard. And this is 2004. And I had no idea about the Coast Guard. Uh, and the minute he started talking to me, the missions of the Coast Guard spoke to me. Um, this is a an organization that is one of the five branches of the military uh, however uh, the the most important role that the Coast Guard does is a humanitarian and a law enforcement role to uh, in defense of the homeland uh, ie within the United States uh, so everything that we do uh, every everything we train for is geared towards mission completion uh, in defense of the United States and also the humanitarian aspect of uh, of our job, so we are not one of those branches that train uh, for a potential in the future. Every training opportunity that we do is a realistic training. Uh, in fact, the training that I did last week, I can use this week. Uh, so it's you know we're not a uh, we're not an organization that is um, I guess uh, train 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 and not put your training to work. We train and put our training to work immediately. So that that aspect of the mission for the Coast Guard, um, had a huge impact for me. So, uh, I went full throttle 2000, between 2007 or so, um, beginning of 2007 to the beginning of 2008, uh, to put my package together to make sure that I had a strong package. So, and that's how I got exposed into the, into the Coast Guard. And, uh, for me, it was a little bit of a a different road. I had to, um, apply for what's called officer candidate school uh officer candidate school for the coast guard is about 17 weeks um the process for it, it essentially you go to a officer recruiter uh, and that officer recruiter would have you fill out you know, a huge stack of paperwork uh, <laughs> and then part of that paperwork you know includes you know, filling in where you lived all that stuff um, and at the end you know, you have to go take a medical exam the medical exam uh, is done at what's called a MEPS. Um, it, basically, that's every branch uh, medical exam. Uh, you have to be able to be commissioned as an officer. So I end, I went to MEPS, got my medical clearance, came back to the recruiter. Uh, then my package went up to headquarters. And headquarters uh, in D.C. Uh, set me up for an interview, which is a three-panel interview, uh, typically – you would have a senior officer, uh, an O5 or above, and then you will have two junior officers, typically it's an O3 and an O2. Uh, for the Coast Guard, That's will be a lieutenant junior grade and a lieutenant, that's it, and your board. You can also have a, a lieutenant commander being the chair of the board. Uh, but typically, the ones that I've sat on, you would have a uh, commander or above uh, who is the chair of the board. So, uh, and I did that, um, that panel. Uh, and my packet was sent back up to headquarters in D.C. again. And um, I guess there's another board that sits in D.C. and compares everybody's package. And my package was selected. I attended uh, Officer Canada School in the beginning of 2009. And um, and I did 17 weeks there. And I was able to uh, get commissioned as, a, as an ensign at the end of that 17 weeks.
0: So when you did this, what type of role did you were you placed in? Is it an aviation role, or uh, what type of role were you able to, to move into?
1: Uh, well, the Coast Guard is one of those, because we're such a small service, uh, we're under 40,000 uh, service members, Entire the entire Coast Guard. Um, you have to be, as an officer, as nimble as you can ever be. Um, even the aviators in the Coast Guard have different types of jobs you can be a public affairs officer within the uh aviation squadron uh for me i was uh i have a different type of career i have a law enforcement slash we call that enforcement uh slash a prevention which is a uh kind of uh the maritime environment uh, um aspect of the coast guard basically it's an environmental response kind of deal um so I have a hybrid career. So when I graduated from Officer Canada School, I was sent to uh, my unit where I uh, served as a commanding officer. Uh, that unit had about 400 uh, employees, uh, service members that is, and a couple of a uh, couple of hundred uh, civilian employees. Um, I acted as the uh, sector, which is where I worked at, is called sectors. The Coast Guard doesn't have units; they have sectors, and. Uh, aviation uh, units that are called air stations, and the uh, ships are called cutters. Uh, I served as a sector commanding officer's representative. I um, facilitated for decisions for that sector commander. Um, and basically, my job title there was called a command duty officer. So I uh, uh, I guess in easier terms, I uh, executed decisions, and I briefed the commanding officer on the decision, uh, based on his or her standing orders for the unit.
0: That's really interesting. It's uh, not a role that a lot of us uh, have maybe thought of, uh, for those of us uh, civilians. And uh, one of the things that, as you were speaking, I started thinking about, it's like, hang on a minute, you're an airline pilot and you're also in the Coast Guard. I'm starting to think there might be a challenge there, so... Give us a, a little more color on uh, the ability to do both of those things at the same time. Is uh, Are there challenges working as an airline pilot and also being in the Coast Guard? And how does your company react to that?
1: Well, uh, I'm fortunate enough to work for an airline and a company that supports military members who, uh, who are uh, called to duty to execute different types of missions that their uh, unit requires them to do. Um, in the uh, time that I've spent here at Expressure Airlines, I've not been uh, asked to uh, delay any type of training that I have with the Coast Guard or anything like that. In fact, the company's been uh, extremely supportive of my service. Uh, in addition to uh, me serving as an airline pilot for expressure Airlines, I'm also involved in our uh, union, which is the Airline Pilot Association. I'm our military liaison. Uh, basically, in that capacity, I try to... Uh, Assist any military members within ExpressJet Airlines who have questions about military service and how to execute their uh, orders and uh, how to come back from orders. That kind of stuff, Uh, the simple stuff uh, that might seem a little bit heavy for others, but I've you know I've uh, been briefed by our union how to read the the contract that we, uh, that we, uh, are employed under as far as well as the USERA, uh, policy, uh, that each company has to, uh, abide by. Uh, and as far as the, the, uh, balancing of careers go, uh, it's not easy. Um, uh, each month I have to, uh, uh, carve out one weekend. Uh, for me, I live in Texas, in Houston, Texas, so I travel out, uh, Typically on Friday mornings. Uh, so you know, I guess for cost-wise, uh, I would end up have to, having to take time off from work on Friday, uh, and then I would fly out to Newark, New Jersey, uh, get a rental car, cross a bridge, go to Staten Island, and I'm uh, I'm required to be at work Saturday morning at zero six hundred for a PT, uh, and then I'm typically done around like sixteen thirty. Uh, on an easy day. Uh, typically on uh, most Saturdays, I'm usually done around 1800, 1900 um, before I can go back to my barracks room. Uh, and then uh, I do the same thing on Sundays and I uh, take the last flight, usually out of Newark back to Houston. Uh, sometimes I have to, do a, I have to be creative, maybe use one of the cargo carriers out of uh, Newark and uh, uh, make my way all night to, uh, to Houston. So uh, it is. It's a little bit tough as far as balancing those careers go, but it's. I I, I wouldn't do it uh, any other way. Uh, I've been uh, blessed to have a career that allows me to uh, chase my dreams of being an airline pilot, and on top of that, I've been uh, given the immense opportunity, and I'm grateful for the uh, uh, for those individuals that saw a potential in me to be a Coast Guard officer, um, and I. I can't thank them enough because they've given me an opportunity to to uh, give back to my country uh, in a way that I could have never imagined. So, yes, it is a little bit tougher. but However, if you're willing to, uh, to be uh, optimistic uh, in your uh, use of your time, uh, it's definitely a, the most rewarding thing that you'll do in your life.
0: So with all this experience you've had and uh, in the Coast Guard, would you recommend this to somebody who's listening that is thinking of a career as a pilot at the airlines now that you've had a few years as both being in the Coast Guard and as an airline pilot?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, both the Coast Guard and... The airline industry—an uh, office that no other industry will ever give you, in my opinion. This is just, uh, just from my in the past ten years that I've been in the airline world. Your office is—you have the best view, unparalleled. <laughs> and I'm sure you agree with me on this yeah, one, sure Carl. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you take off and it's the nicest, clearest day, and then you land. You're landing in snow, and it might not be the best temperature out there uh, for a Texas person. Uh, but uh, I, I would not trade it for the world, and consequently, in the Coast Guard, you know I, I take my airline pilot uniform off and I put on my Coast Guard uniform and the work I do has an immediate impact on somebody's life, and I cannot think of doing any other job and I would I would recommend highly um, uh, both both careers. Uh, the Coast Guard has done uh, so many things for me as made me a confident person uh being an officer has given me the ability to be a confident leader um a, a good decision making uh process that I have developed throughout the years since I've been in the coast guard um and i I can never repay the Coast guard uh for what it has given me um it's one of those organizations that is uh that is bar none the best thing I could have done for my life
0: Well, you know we obviously appreciate your service here all of our listeners and myself but one of the things that I think people don't realize about the Coast Guard, it is so diverse. There are so many things that you can do in the Coast Guard. One of the things that I, I appreciate, I live on the coast, is obviously search and rescue and also marine safety. Uh, but you talked about many other things. I mean, they, Navigation aids. Uh, did you know the Coast Guard actually are the people that are responsible for our lighthouses now? And a lot of people don't realize that. I'm a big lighthouse fan. Uh, But like you said, they do environmental protection, you know, ice operations, everything, law enforcement, uh, even defense readiness. Uh, There's so many different roles of the Coast Guard, and it it really is exciting to find out about all these. And I'd love people to go find out. One of the great ways to do that, I feel is to go to their website. They have a really cool website. It's uh, gocoastguard.com, go go com. And I'll have a link, by the way, in the show notes. Of course, you can always link to that and not worry about it stopping playing if you're on the computer. Uh, that's one of the great ways to find out. Also, if you write to us, uh, we'll send it over to Goliath and say, hey, man, can you answer this question about the Coast Guard and help this person out? I'm sure Goliath would be more than willing to help out, wouldn't you?
1: Absolutely. I'm passionate about the Coast Guard. As I have as much passion about the Coast Guard as I do with Uh, with aviation, so I'll be more than happy to answer any type of question that anybody has.
0: And that, and that goes for everything else that we're talking about here, too. So uh, we do have one more thing we want to get into. If, there, if there's uh, anything else you want to find out about the Coast Guard and the opportunities, please write in. Uh, but one more thing. <laughs> you know, Goliath, it, it seems like, you, again, we're, we're kindred spirits here. Uh, we love helping people. And one of the things that, that Goliath gets to do that is really cool is he let, helps people move forward in their careers with the airlines. You actually are involved in recruiting with ExpressJet Airlines. Uh so let's l- talk a little bit about that since we only have about 15 minutes left in the show there's uh I think it's a really uh, important role because you get the word out about the airline but also in general about airline careers. Uh first of all, uh ExpressJet Airlines. It's uh I I could sit here and tell you all the wonderful things about ExpressJet. Uh, in general, I think it's a great I'm a little biased. I worked there for many years. It's a terrific group of people. It has a great culture. And I just love working with the people at Express. Uh, It's also some great flying and some very diverse flying. I've flown to every state in the United States except for one. Uh, but uh, So it's like in the contiguous 48. So it's it's 47 states I've actually flown into with ExpressJet. So those are some of the cool things for me. As far as somebody that's looking for a career at ExpressJet, what can they look forward to? And and why would you recommend ExpressJet Airlines?
1: You know, uh, Carl. I'm also, I guess, biased in this in this aspect uh, of the uh, um, of the airline industry. Um, for me, ExpressJet gave me an opportunity that I did not get somewhere else. Um, and you know, the opportunity that I received from ExpressJet uh, is uh, bar none. Um, it's something that I can never ever uh, replace. Um, I guess I'm some somewhat sentimental. Um, uh, in a way that I've talked about how the Coast Guard has given me uh, or afforded me a, uh, the opportunity to uh, to basically uh, become a better uh, officer and a more confident leader. Expressions also provided me the opportunity to be a much more assertive and competent and proficient aviator. Um, and you can learn a little bit about the uh, company through expressjet.com backslash uh, apply or expresshead.com backslash careers slash backslash pilots, uh, and I can provide that information to you, Carl. Uh, but the uh, the company with ExpressJet, you know, I've been with ExpressJet since 2007. Uh, I have been able to uh, basically fly in different types of weather. Uh, I was Newark based, Chicago based, and now I'm Houston based. Uh, in fact, the last trip that I did for Express Shed Airlines, I was In Mexico for day one and I think day three uh, I was in already playing in the snow in uh, Chicago here so it's it's one of those things where I'm going from one extreme to the other extreme Uh, but that's a good thing because it allows me to become uh, uh, an aviator that is well versed in different types of weather I'm not necessarily flying in just one section of the United States Uh, or maybe that section is you know privy to good weather Uh, but, you know, for for ExpressJet Airlines, we're, uh, we pride ourselves in hiring and maintaining a level of hiring that is unparalleled in the industry. Um, I do the vast majority of our um, uh, hiring here in Houston, Texas, and I'm also involved in the recruiting aspect where I travel from school to school to uh, bring forth uh, forward the uh, uh, the next best aviators that are going to join the uh, the ranks of ExpressJet pilots.
0: What a cool job! And what a, it's so inspirational to see someone like yourself out there at all the schools and telling people about the ExpressJet story. And it's uh, it's a long story. And uh, has has a good future too, I think. Um, but one of the things too, by the way, that we've kind of got away from in this podcast over the past couple of years because of all the hiring of pilots, is that there are so many career opportunities at ExpressJet and at all the airlines. But let's talk about ExpressJet in particular. You know, they, if you're a mechanic, there's maintenance jobs. Flight attendants, there's flight attendant jobs. Like crew support, there's crew support dispatchers. If you want to become a dispatcher, there's many different career opportunities. Obviously, there's a management type position etc uh, so you know we talk more about the the a- aviation the airline jobs here but with that said it's it's just you know it's awesome to see that there are so many other job avenues you can go into and if you got an MBA in aviation it's a great place to go if you're somebody that's a flight attendant and wants to see many different places in the in the United States and the world you know the connecting countries it it's also a really cool place to be it's also some place that you can gain a tremendous amount of experience to move forward in your career it's also not only that it's interesting there's a lot of folks, and you can speak towards this, that have made ExpressJet their career. A lot of people think it's just a stepping stone to the majors, but, but there are, especially at ExpressJet, there are many people that are incredibly senior, aren't there?
1: Absolutely. In fact, um, the last week, I believe it was, I was at a school, and a student brought up the fact that um, our people staying around at ExpressJet, and I pulled up our seniority list, and the number one person— on the seniority list at Express Airlines, I'm 34 years old, and that person was hired at ExpressJet before I was born. Wow. So that kind of gives you an idea about uh, some people have made uh, this company their their career. Uh, it's because that company offers them um, the ability to one fly with some incredible people. Um, you know, maybe I'm biased here, but the the pilots that we have here, the flight attendants we have here, the mechanics, the Uh, dispatchers, the operational support uh, personnel that we have here are bar none, one of the best in the industry. Um, So uh, these individuals that are at the top of the seniority list have seen that for the past 30 plus years. So they choose to stay at Express Airlines, and they come to work with the idea that, hey, this is a company that, one, not only invested in me, but I've invested back into the company. So it becomes a mutual uh, uh, kind of Thing for both the company and the uh, the individuals. So uh, yes, this is a wonderful place that uh, gives its pilots a contract that is unmatched and the ability to essentially stick around and uh, get to see each individual pilot that comes in. Uh, and you know, if you want to move on to the majors, that's uh, that's totally fine as well. But if you want to uh, stick around, it's a tight knit group. Uh, even though we're one of the larger airlines in the country, um, you know you may you make some friends here that are lasting. Uh, I still keep in touch with some of the pilots I've flown back when I was a new hire in 2007 and I've gotten several recommendations from those guys to uh, you know in my quest to move on to a major carrier. Um, so uh, those, those individuals have become um, an integral part of my uh, my professional career. And uh, for a lot of them, I actually talked to them about a lot of, uh, a uh, lot of things in life. And those, those people have become a, uh, a good addition, good, uh, almost family-like, uh, for me. Uh, in fact, they are family for me. Uh, so th- that's the type of person that you find at Express Airlines.
0: And, and you know, that family, uh, they stay with you. I mean, I've left ExpressJet for a while, but it's still kind of a family for me. Interestingly, I'm still involved with ExpressJet through the AP3 program, and I, I do a lot of, obviously, you know interview preparation for Express. But there are just, just so many neat people there. And one of the things that I think is really important is that if you're thinking about moving on in your career or you want to make yourself a successful pilot, uh, I think that they do a great job in their training department over at Express. Uh, I hear it amongst uh, my peers when I when I'm flying with the other exp- other pilots that have flown with ExpressJet pilots, and uh, also they have some very innovative uh, training uh, facilities, and they have people that are incredibly dedicated to making sure that they have a very safe and efficient flight environment. Uh, we don't have a, a lot of time to go into you know the whole process of of hiring and. Uh, but I, you know, I would love to have you back on, as far as that's concerned. Talk a little bit about the whole process of getting hired, etc. But one of the things that I think is more is important, and Goliath, you can also agree or disagree with this, is that if you're gonna if you're gonna make a successful career out of aviation, make sure you go with an airline that has some very good procedures and is very safe, and is one that you, when you progress in your career, it'll make your movement on to say the majors or other airlines. Uh, a much easier transition. And I think that's why I usually tell people Express is a great place to go. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, uh, Goliath.
1: Certainly, and I would uh, completely agree with that. You know, we are the uh, regional airline that sends the most amount of pilots to the majors and low-cost carriers than any other regional. In fact, last year, uh, in 2015, we had uh, just under 600. The actual number uh, is 589 pilots. that uh, that left ExpressJet Airlines to uh, join the ranks of uh, the major carriers and the low-cost carriers. This year, the trend is going to be significantly above 600. Uh, So that kind of speaks highly about the quality of pilots that are coming out of ExpressJet. And if you really look at the 600 number, uh, the vast majority of the regionals that are out there don't necessarily even have 600 pilots on property. So for us to attrition 600 pilots to... Those cream of the crop jobs that says uh, that that says that speaks highly about the type of pilots that expression hires and that the uh, the, um, the quality that is here at ExpressJet Airlines and uh, that you know that's a testament to our to our pilot group. Uh, in addition to that, we have a uh, phenomenal partnership with several airlines. Um, for example, most notably uh, with our partner airline with United, we have our United. Career Pathway Program, which uh, uh, essentially uh, clears the path for you towards an interview with United Airlines. Um, you interview with ExpressJet, Jet. Uh, you pass our interview. Uh, while in training, you get a uh, Hogan exam, which is the uh, personality test for United. And then at the end of your uh, Hogan test, if you pass that, uh, you will get an interview set up with United Airlines. If you're flying, this is for those pilots that are Supporting the United operations, uh, by the way, um, and then uh, you know you'll uh, you'll be going up to uh, Denver uh, to conduct your interview with the United uh, you, with the United Airlines, and uh, upon successful com- uh, completion of that, you'll be accepted into the uh, career pathway program with United, and at, when your seniority number comes up, you are essentially called up to the big show there. Uh, and we also have a pathway with uh, JetBlue Airways, where uh, we have we have a couple of different pathways with JetBlue. Uh, one through University Gateway Program, and the other one with uh, Advanced Gateway uh, for ExpressJet pilots that attended uh, one of those schools. And um, um, so it's, it's one of those programs that essentially allows you to uh, to have a uh, good opportunity to be visible to a, a great airline that uh, serves. Uh, the United States and you know the, uh, a lot of the uh, Caribbean nations and also South America. Uh, so it's a growing airline. It gives you an opportunity to be uh, to have uh, visibility with two really great airlines. So uh, it's a good opportunity uh, at ExpressJet Airlines to have a future. Um, you know whether if you want to go to United or uh, JetBlue, uh, we offer you that pathway program that no other uh, regional airline offers
0: you have that pathway program you have people getting hired at all these other uh carriers and and some very reputable carriers and and ones that are high on people's lists uh, you know the deltas and the UPSs and uh, you know the American Airlines. Uh, so I really think this is a great opportunity for anybody who wants to advance in their career. Going back to what you said about uh, you know the the CPP, I guess they call it the Career Pathway Program. Uh, mm-hmm. also the Gateway Programs with JetBlue. Have you uh, one of the questions I get from people a lot is Have you seen people actually uh, progress through this and uh, and and are they successful in going through this program?
1: Uh, certainly. In fact, um. Uh, November was the first month um, for our uh, pilots to uh, move on to United. We uh, sent five pilots in November to United Airlines, five in December. And um, there's going to be, the numbers are not finalized for January, but 25% of the new hire classes in uh, January for United Airlines are going to come from from ExpressJet. The JetBlue Career Pathway Program, uh, the JetBlue... Uh, Gateway program, rather, uh, is just starting to spin up now. So I would suspect our first few guys are going to head over to a great organization here in the near future.
0: Well, that's awesome, and we'd love to hear back from you on that, and also talk more about some of the you know the specifics as far as interviewing with Express, et cetera, and how to you know go online and find more information. Uh, maybe go through that whole process with us at some point. That would be really cool. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time in this episode, but Goliath, would you be willing to come back sometime and talk to us about that?
1: Absolutely. And this is a, this is a, I've listened to your podcast before. It's a great way to reach out to uh, uh, different uh um, individuals throughout the uh uh throughout the world and uh throughout the country so and I'd love to come back awesome. um and chat with you.
0: Great. I mean, Goliath, you have so much information. It, it, like I said, we could make a three- to four-hour episode out of this. Just at all the things that we started here. So uh, we'd love to have you back on. There's a lot of news in the industry going on with the uh, with aircraft and the regionals and uh, throughout the regional industry as far as scope and all that. And we're we're going to get into that at some point. I know we're going to get a lot of questions about that because there's been a lot of recent announcements amongst all the different regionals. So definitely stay tuned because we're going to talk, talk more about that in the future. Uh, but before we close out today. Uh, you know, we talked about OBAP. Uh, we're going to have links to the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals. We're going to have links to the Coast Guard and also careers in the Coast Guard. We're going to have links to Express Jet Airlines. Uh, but in general, uh, Goliath, what in general would you tell people? Uh, that if they were looking for a career in aviation, no matter what level they're they're at and' in aerospace um, what what type of advice would you give somebody that's looking into getting into this as a career
1: my uh, My recommendation or advice uh, is be bold. Uh, reach out to organizations. Um, I have yet to find one pilot that really doesn 't want to talk about their industry. Uh, or one Coast Guard member that does not want to talk about the Coast Guard. Uh, they will um, they will open up uh, both both careers, both organizations, um, offer you uh, a type of person that really wants to uh, get involved. so they will tell you the, I guess, quote unquote, tricks to succeed. There's really no trick to it. It's basically, uh, find as many people as you can, get as many as much advice as you can, and organizations such as OBAP do a uh, an incredible job uh, helping you out to succeed in your career. So it doesn't matter how old you are, uh, what color you are, what gender you are. Uh, reach out to organizations uh, like I said, such as OBAP, or if you want to uh, know a little bit about the Coast Guard, you're more than welcome to uh, reach out to me. Uh, I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. And if I don't know the answer, I can certainly find somebody uh, that knows the answer. Um, both both careers, whether it's the military or the airline world or aerospace industry in general, uh, offer a an a, an opportunity that is unparalleled.
0: Well, Goliath, we really appreciate you coming here to speak with us today. We appreciate your, your service. We appreciate what you do for for the youth and also for everybody that's looking to move forward in their careers and, and what you do at ExpressJet Jet Airlines. Uh, obviously, just a terrific person, been a friend for years and, and uh, a great aviator. Uh, we definitely want to have you back on and talk some more about all these different topics. But, uh, Goliath, again, thanks so much for being here. We definitely will have you on again. And I'm sure the listeners will want to hear more about all the things we talked about here. But one of the things I think is really important—I know Goliath will agree with me—is that, you know, when when you're looking at a career, no matter what it is, to to make sure that, you know, like he says, be bold. And uh, I always close with this: is is the fact that, you know, we need to do something today to move forward in our career. Something simple, like Goliath said, to to reach out to to look at those links on the website. At feedback at Aviation Careers podcast, send us a question. If it's for Goliath, it's for anything that we talked about. Just send it to us, and we'll forward that. Also, make sure that whatever it is you do, it's something that it's, it's that you're passionate about, something that you have a great interest in, and something that is is going to move you in a direction forward in your life. Uh, Because, you know, when you look back, you're going to say to yourself, wow, that is something that I accomplished. And I absolutely love that. If you're like myself and Goliath, you'll, you'll just love the journey. And that's what I really inspire you to do is love the journey, enjoy the journey, and make sure you do something today. Take one small step today to move forward in your aviation career. And we'll talk to you next episode, Safe Flying.